Nerd School is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Hey, fellows. It's the first night of eleven of the season. Nerd School. Nerd School. My glasses are broken. This will begin season two of Nerd School. Welcome back to season two, Nerd High. Glad to have you. It's going to be crazy stunts. We're going to. No. Joe's going to bring more penis jokes. Not penis stuff. I am a super nerd. The Nerd School Podcast. Starring Andy. Star Spangle Man with a plan. Maybe I'll try to do a cartwheel. TBJ. Congratulations. You did dirt. Ta-da. I got no shame. All my exes can tune in. We can have an episode oh, where I compare them to all the Marvel villains. We can do that. Art star. I don't love Wiener. I'm just trying to make money. Lord <laughs> Artemis Prime. No. Yeah, my real name is Joe. Did I ever tell you about the time I hung out with uh, DMC at Mertz? The Nerd right. School And now Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Here we are for Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I didn't hate it, so. There we go. <laughs> hey, we got to step up from Barbarella. That it is. Speaking of that, um, Barbarella yeah. uh, contacted uh, History for Jerks. Uh, the real Barbarella commented on our Nerd School uh, episode on YouTube. Someone named Barbarella with a picture of Barbarella. Uh, they have uh, anything to say about it? Were they defending their poor choices? or They just said... <laughs> Let me see what she said. Hey, follow this link and you'll see Jane Fonda's butthole or something like that. It was probably right. a porno person. Yeah. It was, yeah. Let's see what the comment was. Porno spam... Yeah, Barbarella replied to us. Can you hear my uh, dryer buzzer going off? I do not. All right, good. Did you want us to hear it go off? No, I just want to make sure it's not destroying everything we stand for. What do I stand for? Barbarella commented (laughs) on our episode. Barbarella on YouTube said, who's calling my name? With a bunch of laugh cry emojis and a heart. And I liked it. And I said, Barbarella is real. And then (laughs) Barbarella wrote back, absolutely real, baby, with another laugh cry emoji. There you go. Because if you look at Barbarella's page, there's no videos, there's no playlist, there's no anything. Just a Barbarella. The picture of Barbarella, it says Barbarella, and the description is just a woman who once cared way too much about everyone and everything, dot, 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 now no longer cares at all. Hmm. Joined May seventeenth, twenty twenty two. Maybe it's a Love bot. It. I don't know, but I'm here for it. Even if it's a bot, someone thought about us enough to make a bot. <laughs> yeah, in response. So that's what what, that's where we are now. Yeah, uh, pre Heroes Con, we're yeah. fine with even bots commenting. Yeah, let's, let's see when we after our Heroes Con thing if we're fine with that still. Yeah, if we get a, maybe a little bump, or if we crash and burn, yeah, uh, we'll we'll never on. crash and burn, baby. We're like superstars. Yeah, I mean, there's no way they can see art on stage being art and not be like, "This is the greatest podcast ever." <laughs> <laughs> no offense to the rest of us. Uh, I like how you put yourself. No offense, to or them. or just to like wow. This guy's laugh is so devious. <laughs> he must be really dark. He must come from a really dark place. All right. So Scott Pilgrim uh, is this 
was a series of graphic novels by Canadian author and comic book artist Brian Lee O'Malley, starting with Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life, Volume 1. Okay. Uh, the series consists of six digest size. So these, are, these aren't regular comic book size. They're kind of uh, smaller, more compact. Black and white volumes released between August 2004 and July 2010. Yeah, and I, I, I misspoke yesterday, Joe. Like yeah. their, their, their art style is manga esque. Okay, and like but it's not manga. Right, they're black and white, right? Right. And then there's one. There's actually one volume where they actually started with like a color splash page uh-huh. before it actually went into like black and white, which manga now kind of does with some of their books. So it was very manga esque. Continue, and, and that's the kind of size that manga books come in, right? It's it's mm-hmm. the smaller right. digest version. So probably inspired by, if not in the category well brian lee o'malley is half korean half french canadian by the way i just looked him up there you go um and uh the publisher is oni press by the way uh, it's a portland-based independent company like when you say oni how do you spell that? O-N-I. O-N-I. oni press is that yes. well known in the nerd world or I, they got any cred yeah if you so, go to san diego comic-con they got a booth okay so when you say indie cred I, I've never been to a comic convention. I'm about to go to my first one this weekend. Is there like, is it like the Jets versus the Sharks? Is there gangs of indie comic guys walking around like snapping fingers going to cut you? There is no. Looking for Office of Crump? Not really. (laughs) No. It is a place where people are happy to gather with like-minded people. Okay. And share. But there's not like yeah. clearly, oh, here's the indie comic nope. thing. They there's all kind of comic book else. people there. No, in no. fact, I think that's some of the cooler stuff. Like when we've gone in, in past years, we found um, like this Black-owned comic crew. They do an, a series based on like the grandchildren of the Tuskegee Airmen. That shit was cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Half the stuff was finding these smaller niche comic series on top of you know this guy designed this you know that's cool too but part of the fun is finding the smaller niche stuff that you wouldn't normally walk into or find off the street yeah and honestly people were just happy to be there in their element around other people who are also happy to be in such an element and a lot of it is you know comic book creatives like indie comic people trying to uh like they have this is their access to a wider fan base right because you know the nerds come for the the big time nerd shit and then they if as they explore the convention floor and see the other panels and stuff like that they can get exposed to new artists and new Mm -hmm. uh, writers and new ideas and like be exposed to the wider array of stuff that's out there and uh and it's more than the comic book. So think any convention you've been to. So not only do you have the books, right? You'll have experiences. You'll have, yeah. um, what do we have? We had a lot of artists or creatives yes. who make art based on these things. Mm-hmm. That was a fun find, but that's their jam. So you're going to see your local creatives Lot, a lot of local, some not local, some travel to do this, that yeah. are making new art, not just comic books, but like framed art that you can put in your house based and, on things you love. And badass yeah, Larry Hama is going to be there. Yeah. Created G.I. Uh, Joe. And, and Jonathan Hickman. Oh, yeah. Uh, creator of a Stewart. lot of good stuff. Not French no. Stewart. Oh, is French sorry. Stewart going to be there? 
Probably. No, like, it they could be. be. <laughs> you never know. Like, but, yeah. Decided. Joe just you can, decided. You'll, uh, at some point, you'll go to like Artist Alley, where there's a yeah. lot of uh, independent artists. This is how they make a lot of their money is on the wait, convention wait, wait, circuit. Wait, 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 wait. Artist Alley? Is this just a common thing in every nerd convention, or you happen to know? It's Most of them, thing? yeah. It's mm-hmm. uh, that it's where like independent artists will come, and like they can they can sell their stuff they've already done. You can actually pay them to and commission an artist mm-hmm. you like yeah, to you mentioned do this before. something. Yeah, you can commission them to create yeah. an image at that the convention. You, you do that, like in yeah. real yeah. time, like you tell them. Well, I mean, they're, I want they're not necessarily. A horse. You can say, "Hey, I'll give you whatever they charge." And if you, I did a couple of where I had a series for a bit where I wanted a bunch of pictures of Black Panther beating up Batman. Yeah, and uh, why? Haven't you- why? <laughs> oh, why? Why would you pit them against each other? Fight, fight, fight! Tiffany's really upset fight. by that. Because that did hurt my feelings. I was like, of all the heroes to fight, Andy. Yeah, well, you know, like favorites. they're they're both uh, like at the time. This was, you know, say early two thousands, I believe. I was, and Black Panther was not what he is today, and but he he was worthwhile, and like he was sort of being pitted as. Um, uh, Marvel's Batman in a way uh, okay. with uh, sort of being the like taking him from what uh, to a place where he was sort of like the the paranoid kind of guy there was a lot of comparisons of what Christopher Priest was doing with Black Panther at the time and okay. what the, like the standards of Batman I was kind of going I want Black Panther to so how and, like just ballpark how much did you pay for that uh, I don't know I don't remember what it was and I, it's just like a, some sketches and it can go from all right. Yeah, uh, come back on Sunday, and I'll have it done for you. Between or like, if you want something really elaborate, you can you can. But like, just give me some, some stuff kind of range. Are we talking like two hundred dollars? Are we talking like ten bucks or forty bucks or something Not in between? Bucks. It depends on what you're asking for. Yeah. I mean, if you want well, something very well, detailed, it's going to cost more. If you want like, there was another guy that was just hammering out real quick like dollar sketches that are just. Well, I was really telling fun. Joe yesterday that. John Romita Jr. has this thing in association with, I think it's Comic House called 4C Comics, where you can actually meet him, bring, like, I guess, four other people with you. You can take a picture with your, with your cell phone with him. Um, he'll do, like, a 20-minute sketch or something like that. Or you can have, like, him, like, autographs and stuff, check out some stuff. But it's, like, $500. Oh. So, oh, you know. That's a lot of money. Yeah, but it's not all. Not like, if you think about it. Not if you I, think about it. I got when I went pre prior to the pandemic. I've got one art piece for a friend based on Bob's Burgers, and y'all know I'm <laughs> AF, so y'all know I did not spend hundreds of dollars. I got um, some ready-made art from another artist that took like '90s black cartoons and mixed it with '90s classics. I got cool batman sketch because it's me um yeah i didn't break the bank but i also went in with like a certain budget now so, is there like a line for these people doing this like for, a big long line to do that john romita have you been into the convention center lately like it's huge uh, in there like yeah. it's huge there's I, like yeah. there's you got stuff around the the outer outline and then you've got all these booths in inside Okay, I'm excited to see all this stuff. And we're going to be recording a live Nerd School Nerd School Visits Heroes Con 
throughout the weekend. So. Yeah. Like John Romita Jr. is like a big name. So that's $500. Yeah, Whereas uh, like the guys in Artist Alley will have much more uh, yeah. reasonable rates. They'll be like local people, whatever. They can yeah. Do but yeah, don't, be, don't be the person that goes, you're doing something you love. You shouldn't even get paid. You should just do it for free for the exposure. Oh, no, Working in the arts, time. I would never do that. Yeah. 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 Creative juices are not free. Yeah. yeah. Don't be that asshole. That's a, just a general thing to everybody. Pay artists for their work. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. I will plug Fuck for yeah. the artists. It's an excellent time to do your holiday shopping for people you love um, because you'll find unique things that you're not going to pick up anywhere else. And there may be nerd right. school stickers available at Heroes. There Comics. are. Listen, I'm going to show you guys. Here's, I can't see. There's a bunch in this pack. Oh, Sweet. yeah. And then we have keychains left. And there'll be a couple cool cups I make. Yes. Get yeah. some cups. We're going to make some cups. Get some cups up in this shit. All right. Now, we started be... on Scott Pilgrim and then we went all the way over. Well, yeah. I'll be wearing nerd school pasties. Uh... Uh, I, you and I are going to wear nerd school pasties. <laughs> <laughs> How did I get folded into this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Joe does. We're sure it was First off, first off, First aren't off, you a team? Aren't you guys? We, aren't you? A we do it. We are. Yeah, we're the, we do it together. We're the Midnight Express, baby. There's no, yeah. there's no followers there. We do okay. it together. Excuse we're the powers me. of pain because we're, you we're guys like do everything twins. together. We're like Wonder Twins. Andy and Joe may be brothers. Problematic Wonder twins. twins. Yes. <laughs> Problem. Now let's go back to Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, Brian Lee O'Malley, and Scott. Pilgrim. Brian Lee O'Malley is divorced, in case you were wondering, ladies. Thanks for that information. I wasn't, but it's cool. <laughs> All right, Andy, back to the movie. Andy, you are muted. Should we just jump right into the what's problematic about it, or should we just let? Well, me... uh, I, let, let me, I just say background. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I chose this movie. Hold on. Oh, I got <laughs> gas again. No, I just got folks coming in the house and uh, noises. I, I picked this movie because I remembered enjoying it a lot, and that it was very imaginative. Like I like I didn't hadn't seen anything like this before at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like oh, it's it's a, like an indie uh, rom comedy thing about young music music people, but then suddenly it's a giant video game action thing, and that's what I remembered about it. And then I. <laughs> started watching it again and it starts with so once upon a time scott pilgrim is dating a high schooler i'm like ah yeah it's, what uh, i didn't remember that and i mean you remember I, that you probably it's just one of those things where no like, I, I we're like, not as we're, we're not as aware we're not as, as aware we wasn't as aware back then as we are now I, I, I don't know. I would hope you were aware back then. Yeah, yeah but, but, but when, when I say that, no. when I say that, this is this is because of <laughs> cancer culture. Like cancer culture, I want to say cancer culture is a whole other yeah, thing. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> My fault. This is your this is your show. I'm gonna let you add. All right. I know. I know what you're saying. Like we're a bit more aware of things that are problematic than we might have been in 2010. We are being out. held more accountable for things that are problematic. We've always known that shit's problematic. We've just been boys. We'll be boysing shit for way too long. All right. And so we are now holding people accountable for shit that most of us already knew was a problem. Mm-hmm. I.e. the character in the movie, Kim, knew the whole entire time shit was dumb. She's yeah. my favorite in this movie because she knew from jump. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Kim. And this Kim. was which one was Kim? Is that Aubrey Plaza? Oh no. Oh, the drummer. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Aubrey Plaza Pell. was the, the drummer was Kim. Yeah, yeah. drummer's the Kim. Drummer yeah, Aubrey, the band. Aubrey Plaza was somebody else. Uh, she knew stopped. too, but she 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 was her character was in this weird space where she was like anti Scott, but also wanting to be around the bigger rock musician mm. Kim and the band was I love you as a friend but you're dumb as shit and this is not cool and why are we keep talking about this she's she's the woman in the movie then yeah I, I feel like I may maybe uh that slid 12 years ago uh be, just because I was closer to high school and I remembered there was always someone in high school was like oh I have like a 22 year old boyfriend or something like that yeah like that kind of shit happened uh so oh, yeah. thought it, was kind okay, of it felt like real whatever, but at the same time but like it felt a lot worse just going, oh geez and well, thankfully it's sort of portrayed as this is the stupidest thing you were a piece of shit for doing this especially now movie. that we're all in our 40s you know yeah. like it's gross to picture somebody yeah. dating a high school because i have like Tiffany and I have children in high mm-hmm. school in or just out of high school and it's like that is disgusting and weird but when we were 23 years old, we had friends that were still dating. I did not. I'm going to put out there. I did not. Because, well, I had a buddy uh, who was dating. Was yeah, I was uh, dating a, a sophomore and he's a senior. And so his first two years of college, he went to prom. You know, he had to go to prom. But was, like, that's yeah. more reasonable, right? They were already dating in high school. And then it just continued. Right. As opposed to Scott right. Pilgrim did not go to high school with Knives. He just started dating her yeah, later, which is creepy which and weird, is and, a problem, which yeah. is not uncommon in these United States yeah. of America. But yeah, like it's and it's portrayed as he is a loser and he's desperate and he's uh, shitty and he's in a bad place and he's like he just wants something simple. So and that's why he's doing something stupid. But uh, that whole first scene, because it's not just Scott. Here's here's the trick and why it's hella problematic, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the time, everyone is telling Scott it's dumb, but there are like the lead guy in the band is like, oh, that's cool, right? Like there are yeah. a few people who are like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I, was, yeah, I get it. I get cool, great. Um, <laughs> even though he's a loser. There are yeah, too yeah. many people who are like, it's cool, I get it. Um, yeah. And now everyone would in the movie would be like, you're gross. Stop it. So, but it's not just the movie, right? The comic has the same is the same thing, the same uh, storyline. Probably. Yeah, uh, he is dating knives in the comic as well. And she's a high schooler. In the comic. Yeah. It becomes a central plot line. But here's the thing. Again, you could have you he could have dated a high school in a less creepy, like she could have been 18, y'all. She there are seniors who are 18. Yes, like you right. still could have been right. 18 yeah. in high school. There's still the ick factor that you're an adult and she's in high school, but at least god dang. We're in legal age range. Yeah, I kind of wish. Yeah, it would have been a little bit less creepy if she was at least eighteen. But yeah, I mean, I, there's the, the other part of it is that he's he's not attempting to do anything with her other than right. just hang out with her. Yeah, he's not like forcing himself or just being a sleaze. He's just right. It's completely innocent. I want and, someone to talk to, and right, all they talk about yeah. is her life her, at school. Well, and so. it's almost it, it does. I guess you could say it kind of portrays the fact that he's. You emotionally know, he, immature yeah and he yeah he's stunted and he's hurt by this other girl and so he goes to the complete opposite you know of a, a super hot rock star he goes to this like innocent high school girl who isn't gonna want to do anything maybe 
I don't know. Yeah, but also it's something. you there are pieces of it where he is dating her not also because he wants something simple, but because he is slightly a jerk. And yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Gives him a chance to be like, I'm so cool, take it in, girl. Um, <laughs> because it wouldn't fly with too many girls his age. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's it too. Yeah, that's a good point. But that's not my only problematic issue in the movie. You want? Do you want a list? Do you, do you want a list? <laughs> Run it down for us. Sure, Run it go. down for it. Let's start with the portrayal of the male, uh, the gay male character. You had you you killed all the stereotypes. You had him as gossipy because he was forever gossiping to Scott's sister about something. So he was gossipy and he was sleeping with everyone and trying to turn all of the straight boys gay. Right, most straight men's fear. That was an issue. Uh, what else did I hate that happened in this movie? Uh, we did some fetishizing of Asian characters. I was like, mm, not cool. There's a whole scene where we talk about her and her appearance and where she's from and what she wears in her uniform. Uh, I was like, Ugh. that also goes, I would feel that way if she was over 17. That's still a little right. fetishizing of the Asian school girl. Then why do we have the one Indian or South Asian character Doing a Bollywood scene. What the fudge, guys? Come on. It's like we pulled oh, out all the that. things. Yeah. The first ex member, Patel, oh, does a uh, Bollywood scene in his fight. Like he pauses to do a whole song and, and dance tribute. And I was like, mm. shoot, I know. I see. I think during that one, I was distracted because my son walked in. I told Artis too. My son walked in. I was like, what is this? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and he said, what's happening? And I was like, this is a different kind of movie, but I was yeah. just realizing that at that point, because that's when it got like the that's when we started seeing the happen. fighting action. Yeah. And I was like, um, and I was trying to I couldn't explain to him what was happening. And I was like kind yeah. of taking it in, but also trying to explain to him that it's like this like a he's like a guy, it's like a video game, like and then I was so I was so distracted, so I might have missed that. Yeah. And I was like, just just watch for a second, and then You're I'll like, try just to sit here. And yeah, then he watched the whole rest different. of the movie. Which is like, I will say I don't hate this movie. While I'm giving you my list of problematic features, it is 2022. I'm well aware that we were trash as humans for a very long time. Hell, we still are. (laughs) And that we made choices that will not age well, right? So you've got the portrayal of the gay character. You've got the one Indian South Asian character who has the bust out in Bollywood. And let's just talk about the central premise of the whole thing. She needs you to defeat seven evil exes just to date her. She doesn't need. Yeah, like she's this prize. She's yeah. a possession. Yeah. And that is the weird thing. I do like they tie it up in the end when he goes back to fight where he's fighting for himself and not her. Right. Like I was like, I will, I will be angry if we spend this whole movie fighting. But yeah, I would, I would much like rather. She had no autonomy in this at all. It was like we're 1952 and she you needed permission from her goddamn dad um or brother to date her it felt like that a little bit which yeah i mean i i get i kind of get it it's like if you're trying to get close to someone you need to get through their emotional baggage yeah that's that's the central metaphor but it's also she needs to get through her own emotional baggage i would have much rather seen you know, Ramona Flowers versus the world, I think. Right. We take the onus off of her and we put it on who decides to date her, right? But there is a Ramona Flowers versus the world, right? Art Art was telling me there's another... Well, no, no, like, the, if you like you read the books, the books kind of, like, each volume kind of sometimes, like, while with Scott Pilgrim is, like, I guess, 
you would call him the main character. Like each book kind of dives into the other character a little bit. Like, 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 for instance, like you get, I think book three is like you deal with Scott Pilgrim in high school, I believe it is. But then there's like the one book where like Ramona is almost the central character. Then it's like the first, I think the first one kind of deals with Nas more. So like you get, it's, it's not like, it's not like the way that the movie was made. Like the movie right. was made, it was basically, it kind of took most of the books. I think like the sixth book, I want to say the sixth one had, it was like the whole Game of Thrones kind of thing where it wasn't finished before the movie. I, I believe I read that. But um, it pulls from all of the books. Whereas if you're reading the books, you'll get moments where it's like, okay, this is Ramona Flowers versus or dealing with the shit in her world. Now yeah. dealing with the shit in her, her world and Scott is dealing with the shit, but then he's also, you know, he's there in each of their worlds, if that makes any sense. That would make so, I wish the movie had spent more time diving because she doesn't really face it. Even in the fight scenes, she just kind of stands and watch except for one where she like gets into the battle, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the other girl. But it's like, um, does but, she have some ownness in in working? The, this, this is the cool thing about this movie because it's it's video game-ish, right? Yeah. And then now we have, in, in the video game world, now one of the big things in the video game world that's a big genre video game is the roguelike and the rogue. The roguelike and the roguelikes. Where you have... Well, the purpose of it is not beating the game, is getting as powerful as you can and completing multiple runs of the game. So you have, like, we're jumping, but like you have this thing where Ramona and Scott, when now tell them, like, go after them, when they go into sub, when they're going to subspace, it's like the let's try again kind of thing. So it's like you're getting to a, like, even now, if you, like, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the video game, like, you literally have to play a run. There's no like, oh, I'm tired of playing this. I'm on the seventh, the, the fifth battle. I want to stop and I want to pick it back up later. Like, no, you die. You don't usually continue. You start all the way over at the beginning and run through it again. Where it, like the battle will be the same, but like your experience change. You can either, you can get stronger and like it's basically almost like his one up moment kind of thing. So. It's just almost like it's one of those things where, like, you know, movies, they make movies and they kind of leave them open-ended. So, like, hey, if we want to make the sequel, we can dive into, like, okay, Ramona's yeah. going to find herself and Scott's going with her. Because, like, so now it's Ramona's world. Yeah, even Scott's that just- sounds icky. Like, she's got to go find herself while he battles through shit. No, she can be tough as shit and battle through shit, too. Like, I, I want some kind of conscious and while the books exist and there is a bigger picture, I feel like the movie just flaked on there are some definite badass womenness that happens, but not enough, not enough happens in the movie, right? Because we're, mm-hmm. we're watching the movie and that's what we're judging. I feel like the movie left out enough. And I, listen, I love all of these actors, love, Okay. Love. We got the Punisher. Captain yeah. America. Love. Yeah, like, that's a, that's another thing. America. Let's just go through this cast. We got yeah. Captain America, Superman, Captain Marvel, um, Adam. Uh, oh, is that guy gonna what? Brian, Brandon Routh was the Adam in the season, in the Arrowverse. 
Oh, oh and yeah, he was that's also right. Superman. Is and he was movie. also Kingdom Come Superman in the Arrowverse. That's right. Uh, yeah, you've got uh, a lot of uh, people who went on to become superhero types. Yeah, love it. I freaking mm-hmm. love that part. And I'm not bashing the movie. I do think we, when the, the um, my cat is being an asshole, sorry. When we watch the movie, knowing some of what we know about the comic books and thinking about the missed opportunity Mm-hmm. for her because we get scott going back to deal with his shit but let's be real we never address scott lives in a small place sharing a bed with his roommate <laughs> <laughs> an air and mattress and then like the whole like i don't i don't want you gay up the place i'm like whoa yeah whoa, dude. <laughs> like we never address scott shortcomings and we spend so much time on ramona's baggage i'm like yo dude you're yeah you got some as well and then there's yeah. one bit in there where he's like uh uh are you even allowed to do that with your culture or something like that uh yeah. talking to knives i think uh and i was just like Ugh. but i i think at the time this probably thought oh, we have a uh major gay character we have an indian character we have all these different we have all this representation but then if they're just one note it's not and it's just like the the stereotype of that representation then it, it's you're doesn't quite get the job done it was, it was funny for me when my son walked in because he's in high school right now he's 16 and he's it, it reminded i realized in this movie that michael sarah reminds me of him because of the way he talks he's my son's very soft-spoken and very like quiet and sort of whatever and and uh, michael sarah is michael sarah in everything he does he's the same character in this as he is in arrested development everything i've seen him he's just michael sarah i was like you're kind of michael sarah this is you and i was like maybe this movie's about you his best buddy is a gay guy and i was like you and, and his buddy his best buddy is a gay guy who talks about sleeping with everybody in the world and i was like this guy's sleeping with everybody in the world <laughs> and so you're gonna end up on an air mattress uh with your buddy uh you know uh it was kind of, and he thought that was hilarious that he's like, they sleep on an air mattress together. And then he, you know, and then I told him about that scene where he, he gets that death threat email and he just says, eh, boring. <laughs> and it's like, boy, he thought that right. was hilarious. Where he's like, this is, this is boring. Yeah. He's like, I didn't read it all. I skimmed it. You know, he says that later. <laughs> and it's like, and he asked, what do you mean he skimmed it? And I explained that to him. He's like, he thought that was hilarious that he was getting a death threat that he thought he was too bored to read it all. Yeah. Um, but then, and there was something else that reminded me of him too. That I can't remember. I was like, maybe this movie's for you. I mean, he, he likes video games. His whole, his whole group is a group that plays video games together. Like they have a, a I don't know, a discord server or something, whatever that yeah. is. Yeah. So I don't know, but is, no. is it still Minecraft or does he do more stuff? No, they do all kinds of different things. It's something different. It's on steam and there's always these different, you know, sometimes he's a, he plays goat simulator where you're a goat <laughs> licking people. Like that's yeah, a thing. That's a crazy. They're like a whole series. Like they're like yeah. four or five. You lick somebody and movies. your tongue gets stuck yeah. to them as the goat. You can drag it's like, these non-player characters. Like <laughs> they have like rubber band physics and it's like you're destroying stuff and shoot farting out shit. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're just a goat out. destroying things for no, there's no reason. You get points or whatever, but it's like God GTA, but a goat, you're a goat. Yeah, a goat, yep. Yeah. 
you might want to check and make sure he's not like streaming or something because or maybe or maybe he's becoming a streaming star or something no sure i know he's, he's not, not televising I, and stuff i know he's not doing anything like that yeah no uh okay. i can i tell you things i like before we talk so that yes, it doesn't yes. make tiffany just the raging anti yeah let's say what you did find redeeming and you know i will say just about your point about finding the problematic things I think if you look at any movie from that era or and before, we'll find stuff. I mean, yeah, we I, I was just surprised too. how much from just 2010. Like some days, I think 2010 was yesterday. Like I feel like I just moved to Charlotte. That's when I you know, I moved here in 2012. So I'm like, right? Oh, it's 2022. It's a long time ago. 2010. So I was surprised there was that much um, in just that that little amount of time compared to the 60s you know <laughs> like where we were like oh my god what <laughs> so it was right. less than the 60s so yeah go ahead let's tell, tell us what you what the good thing well and the trick is and god bless it if you're ever listening and you're like oh Tiffany talks about these things all the time one i talk about it because if you don't point it out we just go on merrily in the same system of oh boys will be boys oh hollywood was hollywood wherever like we're learning now that the people involved like we just talked about Barbarella, Jane Fonda did not enjoy shooting that movie. It was not good for her. It was not great for her, right? So recognizing and talking about it now, even though in the time it was cool to be sexually liberated, which it still is cool. Listen, do you safely, safely and not endangering anyone else. (laughs) Um, But safe sex, PSA from TBJ. Safely without endangering other people consent is key wrap it up Um, y'all wrap your wiener up but i think i point this out one to our audience and in general dear listeners if you know me in real life i will spend uh, just as much time in real life pointing out someone's microaggression because if you don't they'll keep doing it to someone else um as much as i love michael Sarah because he is who he is god dang it and i will watch it because he is who he is right um i did like the i love the weird style of it being a movie and video game at the same time like that is something different and new like andy said the reason he remembers it is because it was odd and different and interesting like that's the same i still find that the same like i said love the actors they're all good they're great people they're great actors i wouldn't hate it and i do like the idea of you know, here's this loser guy who who can't commit to anything and can't move forward truly, and is just lost and stumbling through until he finds uh, something to focus his attention on and grow. Like those elements are good, but yeah, I'm not gonna rave about Scott Pilgrim, but I won't put it in the trash can like Barbarella and, and <laughs> Ramona Flowers was who was the actress that you guys all know mary elizabeth winstead she uh played uh lucy mcclain uh john mcclain's daughter in die hard four she played uh, the huntress in the birds of prey movie uh what did you say art she's married to obi-wan really tell me obi-wan sir alec guinness no no No. (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know she was married to ewan see what i did there yeah oh i didn't know she was married they They've been dating married. for like a few years. I feel like I know her from something, so I would probably know her from the Die Hard thing. She's not like super yeah. famous, or uh, she's been in a lot of stuff. She was uh, like the yeah. Birds of Prey movie. She was the Huntress, and we'll probably eventually get to that movie. 
If we He's like one of those people you know, but you don't know. You don't That's know how it was for me. I was like, oh, I feel like I know, you know her, her but you something. don't know her name. She was in a, uh, was the, uh, the Grindhouse movie, Death Proof, uh, Quentin Tarantino. She was like a in a cheerleader outfit there. But yeah, she's been in all sorts of stuff. And I really yeah. wanted, after Die Hard 4, which I enjoyed more than I probably should have, uh, I wanted Bruce Willis to just kind of hand that off, and then Lucy McLean would be in the Die Hard movies from now on. That'd I think cool. she, could, she could totally Wouldn't that pull have it been off. Fun? Yeah. yeah, but yeah. didn't they pass off to her boyfriend instead, or something? No, they uh, made Die Hard Five about his son, and that was the shittiest movie ever. That's the worst <laughs> Die Hard movie. It was and, terrible. And then they went, maybe we don't need to make any more of these. Although I really still think they could course correct. And I think I read somewhere they're supposed to be making a prequel, a Die Hard prequel. Well, they they is, did a, a diehard prequel comic series starring Pauly Shore of like John McClane in like the 70s as a cop in New York or something like that. Wait, they, yeah, they can't film. Well, they could film a prequel, but they can't have Bruce in it anymore. Doesn't Bruce they, have they could do the thing with the life? looper where uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt basically put on a fake nose to look like a young Bruce Willis? No, he did. Right. Yeah, right. that was a I like, movie. What do we think about Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Do we like him or is he? did he do something creepy in the world? I think he's pretty good. Nothing has come out on my radar about him. We love JGL. I like him as an actor. <laughs> Listen, if I hear anything about him, I'll tell you. So you okay, know. you better. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, I thought there was something he did. I don't know why. I might be getting him confused with everybody in the world. Everyone else <laughs> who everyone does horrible things. What money and power will do to anybody. Listen. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I haven't, I have talked a lot about this movie. Art <laughs> right, right. and Andy have not given their two cents. I was uh, like, there's, there's definitely a point you have about like her lack of agency in, in the movie, but at the same time, th- there's also like a bit in there, uh, especially with the Jason Schwartzman shit at the end, where she's like, it, it's you know, metaphorically, it's just, she keeps making the bad decision and. It's it sort of it's played as she's helpless to this, mm-hmm. like uh, I I I can't do it. I can't get out of this. But it, it's it's a sort of just a a metaphor for it. like if you keep making the wrong choice, your life's gonna suck. You keep choosing the wrong people. You keep choose doing the bad things or the wrong things. And it would would have worked better if it was her working through her own problems rather than Scott Pilgrim having to show her uh, what's what or. Well, I, I feel, I feel like this, this. I feel like this movie shows gives us like a lesson in complacency, right? Mm-hmm. So, like you're you're so used to something, and it's so easy. Why, like, even try just continue going on through life? Like, you know, she, I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I this, feel like parts of this movie sometimes made certain characters feel like they were getting it and they were getting stronger like even like once i watched this movie again i remember the first time i watched this movie like the first thing i said was like man all this shit he doing for her and then she just goes right back to the jerk and i'm like and then he i don't he's i don't want to say he was spineless but then he was it was it was one of those things where it's like I got it, but then also I felt like, hmm, what's the word I want to use? <laughs> horny? Um, <laughs> no, not I don't, horny. I don't think that's, that's where he was going. <laughs> it's it's an interesting contrast with Michael Sarah being who he is and suddenly also being able to 
have a giant fight full of minions right. and kick everybody's right, ass. Right, right, right. I mean, that's right. what I loved. Is that Even could... the first fight, I was like, we've just watched him for way too long being a punk, and suddenly he's winning his first but like, fight. Like, 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 also, like the even only his fight voice. he wins by himself. It was fun watching him fight. kick ass. That's funny. Right. It's fun. Yeah, and uh, I kind of like what, like, the whole thing with his ex-girlfriend, the Captain Marvel, is like, that's, I guess, him dealing like she's trying to be baggage for him or something like that and it's it's i, I feel like but they hit at yeah. his baggage with her as like less complicated you know what i mean yeah. like okay so he won't date in real life because he's still heartbreaking okay he won't get a haircut because the last time he got a haircut was when his girlfriend broke up with him like right. yeah. those are like really minor things and her gideon is legit slightly controlling and abusive right like we get those vibes from him as a character and so in essence like i'm not even mad that she goes back to him especially because when we watch the way he is yeah you're like "Mm," you know people tend to go you know take seven times for someone to leave their abuser a little stat for you guys is up to seven times for a woman or male to leave their abuser Hmm. Um, but so parts of that kind of kind of come in and you know she's like he's in my head literally like some of that comes into play where you know he's not a good guy but that her exes are not as simple as i got a haircut once yeah right and i decided to go away complex yeah it's like uh he's you know i guess he's devastated by it and like in the young hipster way it's like if you're the person you're in love with is becomes this giant rock star that everyone's in love with it's another thing yeah and um but at the same time, his priorities are never exactly what you expect them to be. Like he's he doesn't care about it. Like he's death threats. I don't, I don't care. Um, he's too bored right. to listen to. It's boring, you know. Yeah, uh, like he barely cares about the band he's in and uh, stuff like that. And it's um, it's always it's. <laughs> I love when he it, orders it's the, always he just orders, offbeat. <laughs> it's funny because in 2010, you know, it's more funny now that now you can do that but he orders the amazon yeah, package and then he's waiting by the door for it like did you just order it right now and you're waiting at the <laughs> door you know it's not gonna be here till monday or whatever but art made a point we were talking about this offline and he was like nowadays you can order amazon and get it in an hour which is kind of funny yeah that was the other funny thing for me is how far like emails come and he was at amazon.ca like amazon right we were like what's the address for amazon.ca (laughs) (laughs) well i had explained to my son it's like that's things were different in 2010 like that's Mm -hmm. just we've come a long way like there's a lot of things different i think for me this whole movie is like it, it amazes me how movies can affect you differently depending on what's going on in your life at the time or what else for me, yeah. like what other movies I watched around this. So recently I watched reality bites because Andy mentioned the other day that he, I bet he, because uh, Ethan Hawke was on uh, what movie he was in moon night. Moon Knight, yeah. And so you started talking right. about, I bet reality bites would really suck today. Cause I remember not liking it then. Yeah. And so I just rewatched it just to see, cause I know I watched it with the girl. I went on a date mm-hmm. and I know I didn't watch any of it and I was bored and I hated it. Cause it, then in my mind, I only liked com- comedy movies. So I never watched anything else, like any romance or anything just turned off my, so I rewatched it to see. And it's, the, you know, about that time right after college, 
before you start a family or whatever, like that mm-hmm. time where you're young and you can do whatever. And then, so this movie is kind of like that too. It was like this time where you're right after high school, where you're free and you got, so for both movies, I was just in my head. I just kept dwelling about this. Like, God, those times were, they're so fleeting. It's only a, sec- a little snippet of your life, but it feels like it's, everything is the end all be all every relationship is like the most important thing in the world and the love is like so and when i think back on it it's like that was all just bullshit and like i'm an older man now looking back like that was a second of my life yeah i don't know it's where i tell my kids all the time it's like just keep it well, because we don't we don't know like i said that to my dad know. the other day it's amazing what i thought i knew at 20 like i was a wife and a mom by 21 right that's crazy like it's amazing that i thought i had all the answers at 21 and he was like isn't it <laughs> i couldn't yeah. tell you no but you know you're i'm like 21 and i'm like i've got this figured out and you can't <laughs> be told anything favorite. at that yeah. point in your life because you're you, you know you know but like even like Winona Ryder and those guys going through all this, and yeah. they don't know what they're doing in that. No, they're young. Movie. And, and in this movie, like it's just such a blip in your whole world. These relationships, but that's what I think is is funny about it. It's like the him floating in the air and seeing her and all that. It's all like just kind of that metaphor of this is the whole world for me. And he's just like mm-hmm. going from girl to girl, girl. And and we all made stupid, poor decisions because we were stupid, young idiots and the mm-hmm. things we did and the way we treated people and stuff like that, you know, I don't know. So I think, I think that's, and then the other thing I just watched Ms. Marvel too. So I watched like rally bites, this and Miss Marvel all. And so my stupid brain like mixes them all up a little bit. So I'm just kind of <laughs> like, wait, which one was, which one was, so when you said the Bollywood thing, I was thinking of Miss Marvel and I was like, I don't remember exactly what I was, you know, what am I remembering? And yeah. also, I forgot. I, I, I do like, uh, I, I've just started watching Miss Marvel today. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Yeah. I, I'm not amazing. through it all yet, but I like that uh, they established in the Eternals that uh, Camille Nanjani's character, Kingo, is a Bollywood producer. And then Ms. Marvel is a fan of his Bollywood movies. And I think that's. I'm kind of I, upset I, I like you that. Three, though. Like, I didn't know. Ms. Marvel was not even on my radar. Maybe you mentioned it, but I don't remember it at all. And I found out from Vina, our friend from Chicago. Are you who, saying you're upset with us that we didn't tell you? Yeah, I had to hear about it from somebody in Chicago. Uh, who, Joe, we know that you watching current things while we're back in the other one doesn't do you any good. <laughs> that's so right. So we try not. That's to true. Do well, that. shout out to Vina because she's our newest listener. She oh, is of Indian heritage, and she was excited about Ms. Marvel. Loved Miss Marvel because it's representation. And she yes. was like, I can't tell you how important it is for me. And can you guys please cover Miss Marvel? So now I feel like we need to try to delve into Miss Marvel if we can. I mean, we, can, we will. Or it's Vina. Been, I, I don't know <laughs> if we are going to get to it yet. We'll yeah. definitely dive into it. Cause. Yeah, I have a feeling Ms. Marvel is going to be pretty heavy in uh, the current continuity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that you we have are not, not there, yet. Joe. Yeah, I, I was lost in some of the You stuff, probably didn't even get the Eternals reference Andy just made. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't at all. But <laughs> but what I like what Art told me what Ms. Marvel before I watched it, he was like, it's like diary of a wimpy kid meets uh you know the it's MCU. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. really was good. Like it's yeah. So anyway, well oh uh two other things. Uh my stepson has just said uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was in Final Destination Three. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh oh. a another superhero movie I forgot about called Sky High. 
which is like basically a kids movie about a superhero. And also, high like school. two it's years later, right? Uh, probably something like that. It was. It's basically like the Hogwarts, except it's superheroes characters instead of. Uh, uh, How many superheroes? Kurt How Russell's many? in. Isn't that Kurt Russell in this movie in the sky? Yeah, that I was Kurt Russell is the main Superman guy. What's in, it called? Uh, sky High. Yeah. Sky High. Which is not to be confused with. There's another one that Tim Allen was in. It was, was called like Zoom or something that came out around. Sky the same was 2005. Time. Yeah. What was the What was the Tim Allen one that came out about the same time? That was about a superhero high school. It was like he was like Mr. Zoom or something or Home Improvement, Zoom Town. <laughs> no, not in the Jobers. The, the Santa Claus. <laughs> you will be happy to know. Back uh, a little update on the Joverse on Newhart, uh, Herb Tarlick. And Les Nessman have both uh, been guests at the the inn, the Stratford Inn, and on Newhart. So, you know, Bull Shannon was a thug in Rockford Files. He was, and he, and he had hair. <laughs> wow. His name was Ludes. Wow. So he was in the Quaaludes. And also, I'm pretty sure Les Nessman was uh, in Rockford Files as like an accountant or something. I'm yeah, just are you a big stuff. WKRP and Cincinnati fan, TBJ? No. <laughs> I couldn't guess that answer. Right. Uh, but yeah, there was, a, Miller. there was a Tim Allen movie Barbie called Miller. Zoom that's about, I think, a superhero high school, too. Uh, Zoom's Academy, starring Tim Allen, Courtney Cox, and Chevy Chase. Hmm. And uh, uh, Flesh Kate. Lives in yep. Zoom. There you go. That's, so that's a thing that exists, but those will not be in our superhero movie tournament. No. That'll be run this weekend. That's going to be exciting. It will be. Yeah, uh, hopefully. My first. No, time. hopefully it will be. Um, yep. yeah. no, we no, are no. a dynamic group of people who mm-hmm. bring the joy. Well. And but fun. it's it's interesting that Joe's first nerd convention will also have, he's got a panel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty weird. It's like, welcome to your first thing. Uh, get yeah. on the stage. And, so yeah. listeners, if you're listening, oh, wait. This isn't coming out well, until afterwards. Yeah. So, so now, after fact, I will you'll... say, if you're listening now, check on Joe and make sure he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This <laughs> is pre-Heroes Con. So if you listen, if you're listening to this episode and you met us at the Heroes Con, I apologize for Art's behavior. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, Scott Pilgrim needed a friend like you to apologize. That's true. Or my behavior. Yeah. I'm sure Art and I Maybe. will probably end up. You know, because there is a drink, or is it drink and draw, or drink and sit, or some kind of thing afterwards. A Art party. can't drink. God bless it. Last time he drank while we recorded, he could. Wow! Wow! Really? We were doing. Really? Do you want to really? pretend that <laughs> really? you were sober? Is that what we do here? Is that what we do here? It is. <laughs> he calls him like she sees him. If I have nothing else, I am release the house. <laughs> I've always been honest with you. Yeah. Do you well, have any other feedback on Scott Pilgrim? I feel like it's short, but we keep going everywhere else. It's it's very dynamic, very cool looking. It's very imaginative in the in the crazy fight scenes. It's very video game heavy, which is what I why I wanted to watch it again. But uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's got uh, it's got some uh, some problems. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. it's got some problems. Really, it's really, a fun really. watch, but it's not something I'm like gonna have on. Yeah. First of all, I'm not gonna have it on rotation because they set themselves up in a movie where where the hell are the black people? Okay. Yeah, there were yeah Toronto, Canada. 
Oh, right. Toronto. There are there black, black people. people there are people this is like watching Friends. When people ask me why I don't yeah. watch Friends, I go, they lived in New York City, and where were the black people? There was no well, Aisha Tyler. The, the lovely Aisha Tyler showed up towards the end there. Yeah, One like time. 10, there's, yeah. Ross dates two different black women during the entire series. One is Aisha Tyler. I can't remember who the other one is. I only but, care about Aisha Tyler. It was uh, Isabel Sanford. Is that who it was? Or are you we, just naming names? That, Isabel Sanford is Wheezy Jefferson. <laughs> wow, you're fired. He might have. Um, you don't no, know. He did someone else. But for me, same thing mm. with Scott Pilgrim. I'm I it's a fun movie. I will take it in, but I will also note when there's a sheer lack of diversity. Like I said, you have one person of color, really, and that person of color has to do a thing. Again, oh no, we have three persons of color in the entire movie. One's a 17 year old, one's her friend, one's the Indian ex boyfriend, who, again, Tiffany actually likes Bollywood movies. She watches plenty of them. But when you have a cast of characters that is hella white, and that's the one thing that that one person who is different does, that's questionable. So I'm not like, yeah, I gotta dig into Scott Pilgrim. Um, but it's a fun watch, and I won't throw it in the trash. Can. I wanna, I do have one question about Scott Pilgrim. I don't know if you'll ha- have the answer, Andy. Or maybe I mean maybe Art or Tiff, maybe any of you, but was this in 2010? From what you can remember, when this came out, was this a well-known comic that everybody's like, "Yes, they're making it into a movie," or was it a "What's I've, this?" And now we know about the comic, or I, I or think it, it, it was. It's an indie comics, you know, because it's yeah. not like a superheroes thing, and it's from Oni Press. Yeah. So, but I think it it, I believe it had indie cred at the time. It was kind of blending. Uh, it's like you know, it's comic like books and video games in a way that hadn't really been done before mm-hmm. in a romantic comedy style. Setting. So there was a lot of people that were like, "Yes," but then well, yeah, yeah, also like when, had its fans. There's probably enough people too that were like, "What the hell is this?" And then bought it's the also game. like the kick. It's like the Kick Ass movie, right? Like not a lot I've of people knew that. what the fuck was Kick, what Kick Ass was, but like yeah. Kick Ass, you, you had um McLovin and Kick Ass too, yeah. being like the <laughs> villain shit. So like it was one of those things where. You know, I mean, I, nowadays I think a lot of movies like this they don't necessarily put in the theaters now. So back then it'd probably be like, okay, here's this movie that's going to come out because people do a lot of theater viewing. Where like now, yeah. something like this would probably be like video on demand kind of thing. So you 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 would watch it, but it'd be like let's say you're scrolling through um, Apple. Um, Apple Store or Apple TV Play or, or whatever, or some shit like that. Like, oh, it pops up. Let me or Netflix. Netflix will do it and be like, but oh, even that is different now. Like it used to be straight to video or straight to whatever was a bad thing. But I feel like right. since the pandemic, but now, I don't even think it would. You have to remember the Michael Sarah era. Like we definitely had an era where he was in. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, and I think because I've. I don't think people were like, ooh, my comic book that I like is becoming a movie. I think most people were like, ooh, Michael Sarah. And I'll go watch this because he's been the funny young man of the moment, right? Yeah. And then we add in learning about the comic book and all that. I think yeah. that was your better bet because we all, I don't know if y'all remember, I remember that whole phase of Michael Sarah because we had Superbad, we had Juno, we had uh, Nick Juno, and Norris, yeah. Infinite Play, like what happened to Diablo Cody? Uh, she's—I think she's doing something in TV now. But uh, Scott Pilgrim won uh, awards, like uh, yeah, 
2005, O'Malley won like a award for being the best emerging talent. As nominated, for, there's Harvey Awards and then there's the Eisner Awards. The Eisner Awards are basically the comic book Oscars, uh, named after Will Eisner, one of the uh, pioneers of uh, the whole medium. Uh, he won uh, the Eisner Award for Best Humor Publication for in two, 2010, the year this uh, came out. Uh, so yeah, like, and it had a lot of indie credit. It was on like Entertainment Weekly's 2007 A-list. Uh, it, the Onions AV Club was interviewing him, uh, and yeah, it it had a lot of. Uh, it did its thing. It had Good enough correct. clout to get a movie made. Yeah, and not a lot of indie comics get that. Um, little uh, tidbit, little trivia tidbit that uh, in 2010, Michael Sarah contributed mandolin and backing vocals to a Weezer song, Hang On, from their album mm-hmm. Hurley. And he also uh, toured and played bass in a band called Mr. Heavenly. And so, and they said he actually played bass and sang backup songs during Scott Pilgrim versus the World and Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, I guess. So I didn't know that. Oh yeah, that's and in Juno, he he does a lot of he does a lot of singing and stuff. Yeah, I didn't know he actually had, but he's been very. According to Wikipedia, he's been very private about his personal life. In 2016, Aubrey Plaza made public that the pair had dated for about 18 months after filming Scott Pilgrim vs. the World in 2010. Considered getting married, but the two remained friends. And I guess in March of this year, Amy Schumer accidentally revealed that Sarah was a father. So the child's name, date of birth, and mother were not disclosed. So, I don't blame them though. I don't listen. Yeah, private. Want to be private? Uh, uh, it's doable. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with being private. Ain't nothing listen, wrong with being private. We know. We don't know what Beyonce doing until she do it. Shit. We don't know what our star does. We uh, don't know what he does when he goes. You know what I? Do. You know what I do on a daily day, daily basis? No, you're private. Plan to take over the world. <laughs> well, that's a given. And you're just telling no, we us. Don't, we don't. Are, we don't know your steps. Pinky or the brain in this scenario? I'm a combination of both. I was going to say he is both. He knows. All right. Boy. So we had to rate Narf. this movie. Who's rating? Who's rating? Yeah. Out of five. Out of five. I, think, I think you have to rate it first, so uh, we know we can't rate it higher than you do. <laughs> that's the rule no i want to know you're honest uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go first i'm gonna go because i'm i'm the go evilest <laughs> um i'm gonna say 4.1 out of five okay yep yeah, yeah so we're getting in decimal points yeah, we haven't done these stars in a while before the rewatch i would have rated it higher in my just my memory of it was uh, Andy? Like, what a did you see this in the theater, Andy? Originally, I did. I did. I saw it when it came out. I never even heard of this till you mentioned it. Like, never <laughs> even heard of it. But like, well, I, I was telling somebody the other day, like uh, the Donnie, uh, Donnie Tech Donnie, who's got little kids. I said, I understand where you're at right now. You have no idea what's happening in the world because you have two <laughs> little kids. I said, my little kid time was 2005 to 20, like 15. I had no idea what pop culture was for adults i had no idea what was on tv movies never saw a movie never went out you know if we got a night away with the kids you go to a bar and you get drunk and you get home by eight o'clock and you're in bed <laughs> because you just like Ugh. so i didn't know any movies or anything from mm-hmm. 2005 to 2022 like all this pop culture i have no idea what happened so like news nothing anyway so that's why i didn't know about it yeah probably 
it's I don't know anything that happened those years. Yeah, so the losers, much. I never heard of the losers either that we're gonna watch. We yeah, got I'm looking forward to rewatching that one to see if I like it. I, I remember thinking that one was oh I remember it. Rate Scott Pilgrim first. Yeah, rate about it. Losers. Rate it. How many uh, nerd boners? Uh, I'd give it about uh three point eight. Three point eight nerd boners. <laughs> I, let's let's leave boners out of this. <laughs> I was about to say, TBJ, how many nerd boners do you give? <laughs> uh, I don't give any nerd boners, but I will. <laughs> whoa, I will rate whoa, it. whoa! I can't believe she said nerd boners. That's gross. I will rate it at a three. There are some good things happening with cinematography, with yeah. the combination of combining comic books into movies keeping there are some fun elements like we talk about the de-vegifying that dude like that shit's funny um oh i forgot about that but i can't go past the three and go conscious like basically put all the change in their pockets joe you gotta read it let's see what joe gives it um yeah let's see what joe gives it (laughs) i really enjoyed it and then like with my son getting seeing something like this for the first time i was kind of like cool um before tiffany pointed out some no give your don't 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 base it on me pointing things out no i mean that the the high school thing was creepy for me but i was thinking like you know i wonder if just not knowing what it was based on i was like i wonder if the guy who wrote it like based it on a guy he knew that did that you know was doing that or whatever um but i did just i was just reading a little excerpt of it about like that just kind of what we touched on is just what they were thinking like he knew he wasn't going to do anything with a 17 year old doesn't make it okay it's kind of weird but that the way she adores him like who else is going to adore him other than a 17 year old you know anyway uh so that was weird for me but i would say probably a four also like it was fun um i'd never seen something like this i don't think um took me a minute to like what uh but then well although there was a moment where i was like oh shit we're only on battle number two he's got to battle seven of these people <laughs> uh, luckily two of them are twins I was, okay good yeah because it was like drag and once you got the joke it wasn't as good so maybe three and a half four something like that but it was fun um there you go boom that friends concludes Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I'm glad you made me watch our next movies. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. So the next yeah, one, it is worth checking out. Yeah, uh, it's a great way to watch a comic book work into a movie, and it was generally pretty entertaining. Well, and I feel like it does help me know, like this is a different type of thing altogether. So knowing mm-hmm. that this exists in the comic book world and the movie world, and a month ago, There's I wasn't so aware of this variety. at all. Yeah, so I didn't yeah, even know a, this existed. So. It's an educational thing. This is part of the course, is yeah. to yeah. sort of make you know that. And HeroesCon yeah. will definitely expand that as well. For that's like a field seeing trip. What's out there? Yeah, yeah. they're going to field trip to HeroesCon. Yeah. Did, you get, did you get your permission slip signed? <laughs> I know. Do we need to give Amy a permission slip? You probably well, I'm, I'll give her a permission slip. I'll get a permission slip from her. I just, <laughs> I just told her about it, uh, so it'll be good. It'll be fine, I think. Uh, but I don't know. 
but since 18 and under get in free, I'm going to see which one of my kids want to go check it out or whatever. But yeah, we'll see. you got two of those under 18s. Two of those. Some yeah, of... see, it worked for you. I had it. It was fun for me to flex because I, I didn't. I forgot to tell my kids because, you know, life's been kind of busy. Um, and my son was like, what day are we going to Heroes Con? I was like, oh, <laughs> did I tell way. you? Yeah. <laughs> and your mother's on a couple of panels. <laughs> um, that has to be cool for him, right? I don't know if it's cool for him or embarrassing because right? I'm still his mother. It's not embarrassing. I don't, I'm not. You're not going to try to nurse him while he's there. No, they've gone. That would embarrass him. <laughs> Listen, my kids have gone to Heroes Con with me. I'm pretty chill mom. Um, you know, we went to dress up as. I don't know yet. Okay. Art Star, are you still uh, dressing up like uh, Tugboat from WWE? <laughs> No, I'm going to be uh, the million dollar man. Yeah. If he was broke. <laughs> if he was Everybody's broke. Everybody's got a price. If he was broke. Yeah, I missed that part. There's a good, good, there's a, there's a probably about a 50% chance you will see uh, Virgil, the million oh, dollar man. All these things. He always has a booth at every nerd convention and no one ever talks to him i will talk to her i i got i went i the first time i saw him i was very excited and he gave me a i have an autograph picture of virgil with andre the giant and the million dollar man and then but Aww. every convention i've been to since it's like he's got a booth and it says virgil wrestling superstar and then yeah. he's just kind of sitting there poor guy yeah well what else would you do if you're virgil <laughs> it's not like he's gonna be <laughs> doing anything else probably find other employment <laughs> Andy solution. I if I was Virgil, I'd probably look for gainful employment elsewhere. For Virgil, well, now we can mention the Virgil that he's mentioned in the Nerd School podcast. I don't think uh, he'll want to hear how he's mentioned. Friend, <laughs> friend of the show. I was going to say, mm, not that we were favorable. So you could probably, uh, I bet he'd be very excited if you wanted to do a full on interview with him. And that's what I was thinking. it. Oh, yeah, I would love to interview people like that that are open to you know like mm-hmm. Virgil. Yeah, yeah, there's a yeah, and it's this is a wrestling area, uh, North yeah, Carolina. North Carolina, so Charlotte big, is yeah, big time. There could be a. a him, what do you think of Danhausen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much he's following anything new, but oh, uh, Art, we could dress as Axe and Smash from Demolition, but that's not really comic books, right? you know kiss meets the phantom of the park that's it i think that was a kiss had their own comics didn't they ultimate warrior had a comic yeah yeah they did image comics ultimate warrior tried to create his own word uh called uh distrucity and ultimate warrior was a lot of gibberish but he was my favorite wrestler for a while but he's got problems. Anyway, he's dead. The next, the next thing we're doing is Heroes yeah. Con, and after that, uh, we're watching uh, the Losers, Losers, which is Losers. Uh, loosely based, outside. which is based on a Vertigo comic, which is a DC imprint that where they focus on more indie stuff. And that was that Vertigo comic was loosely based on the Losers, which was a World War II comic book. Uh, you know, from around the seventies, is set during World War Two, and so it's kind of a the losers it, is yeah yeah, oh. but the reimagined version is more, you know, it's 
like ex soldiers. Is this something that nerd like you guys are all you guys have all seen this? I have not. I've, I've seen, seen the movie, it, but I don't remember it. Don't remember it. I remember uh, a few things about it. I remember Chris Evans is in it. And he did a couple stunts in there that made me like he had been announced as Captain America, but the Captain America movie hadn't come out yet. So I saw this and he did a couple of stunts like in there that made me go. All right. All right. I can see him as Steve Rogers, Uh, but he's also way more in the comedy zone closer to the uh, human torch. If you remember how he was in Fantastic Four Mm -hmm. Rise of the Silver Surfer, there's a lot. He's a lot more uh, comedy or comic in that in this movie and it's also and i i remember jeffrey dean morgan looked old in his fight scenes like he can't move very well (laughs) (laughs) and uh but maybe it'll be different when i look at it this time and there there was three movies like this that came out this this summer that this movie came out in 2010 yeah and it was like the AT movie and the expendables came out it was all about paramilitary ex-soldier dudes getting together and doing shit and this was a comic shenanigans and soon yeah there was a a team starring liam neeson as hannibal uh and bradley cooper that That one i had a lot of fun with that one bradley cooper this is streaming again uh i don't remember where this is streaming uh hbo max i believe okay thank you Uh, cool cool all right. so I'm, All right, I'm excited friends. to revisit this and see if I like it better. Yeah, well, we got a couple. I'm weeks sure to do you it. will because I chose it. So. Yeah, that's yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. Couple All right. weeks to get All this right. done, and let's get it done, and then get it done, and then uh, oh, and then Big Hero Six. Woo-hoo. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, cool. it is. So, all right, all right, nerds. Uh, I think it's time to get out of here. All right. Yeah. Later, see the heroes gone. All your pocket They don't see we in the street still pull, still more incarceration of my kids been by the prisons and people thinking this election to end racism. Proud of pessimism, glad to see Obama, but don't expect me not to speak out when I still see problems. The Nerd School Podcast. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. Listen, people can make fun of me for my holiday movies all we want to, but I'm like, are you alive? Did I fuss at you today? <laughs> Did I yell about anything? All right, then. You're welcome. You better thank Hallmark for keeping me safe. <laughs>